0: Well, Dr. Halverson, Dean Voiles, Associate Dean Evans, Chaplain Lowe, Covenant faculty, staff, generous donors, and the beautiful freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors who make the Covenant College community. Good morning. Oh, that was weak. Good morning. Let me ask you a question. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? This is the most important question that you will answer in 2020. This is the most important question you're going to answer in your years here at covenant whether you're studying working serving this is the most important question you're going to ask for the rest of your life who do you think you are king jesus wants to know who do you think he is because we understand ourselves best when we understand him the king of kings And the Lord of lords, the bread of heaven, Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, Emmanuel, God with us, creator and sustainer of the universe, of all that is seen and unseen, give me Jesus. Jesus flipped the script on his disciples when he asked them, who do people say I am? Well, they replied, some say you're John the Baptist. Others say you're Elijah. I saw somebody post on Twitter the other day that you're one of the prophets. But what about you? He looks in, the camera goes right onto Peter, and he says, Who do you say I am? And Peter says, Ooh, You're the Christ. Who do you say I am? The king of kings isn't asking Peter because he doesn't know. No one on earth was more certain of his identity than Christ. Christ asks, Who do you say I am? Because the disciples and the rest of us, just like our parents in the garden who he created, are often distracted from who he is, what he's come to do, and how he wants to do it. And Peter... mm. (laughs) clumsy, ham-fisted Peter, always the wrong thing at the wrong time Peter, socially awkward Peter, who likes, who like us, usually badly bungles everything. He gets this one right. He says, you're the Christ. You're the one who's going to fix this broken world. You're the one who's going to fix this broken us. Peter, even though he doesn't understand the full implication yet of what he's saying, he says, we've been waiting on you since Genesis 3.15. Who do you say I am? Jesus says that in order to understand ourselves, we have to take our rightful place and declare who he is first. Then once we recognize... We can ask him who we are with right understanding. We are our most authentic selves when we are in Christ. Run tweet that. And one thing is certain, like I know my name. The God of the universe, who in divine consultation with himself conceived of the idea of a set-apart people for himself, created that people... Gave that people the stunning image of himself, female and male. Breathed his very breath of life into that people and has sustained that people for himself throughout history. We find ourselves in him. And because he is who he is, he's a different entity altogether with a different culture, a different agenda, a different mission, and a different people than any other culture on this earth. God's glory always shines brilliantly through us when he sits in the right place of our hearts and our minds and our souls. But God's glory is dimmed When man makes himself to be God, when man lords himself over other people, when he elevates himself and believes himself supreme over anyone else, who do we think we are? The triune God. Father, Son. Holy Ghost, the great I am, and God with us. He will not be tamed, confined, constricted, confounded, obscured, or captured by our image. Who do we think we are? Because we become like what we worship. Lord, I'm telling you, this coronavirus has humbled us. It stopped business as usual and told the whole entire world to have several seats. We are now in a pandemic pause, and it looks like we might be here for a minute. So I look at Psalm 46, and I ask, what are you doing, God? What is this moment in world history? What, God might, what might God be saying to us as his set-apart people? With every news report, every commercial, The first line of every email we open, we're reminded of this is an unprecedented moment in history. Unprecedented. Never before known or experienced, unexampled, unparalleled, and if this bizarre moment in history is really unprecedented, then it has some weight and some meaning. And the questions we ask and the answers we find in the midst of it bear weight and responsibilities and purpose. And yet, we're not the first people in the world, in history, to experience a global event. We've seen plagues, we've seen wars, rumors of war, civil dissatisfaction and unrest. We've seen the dead pile up, we've seen revolutions, after thousands of years of world history rolling on, we realize we're not the only people to ever be set on pause. But here we are. Why this? Why now? Why your generation? Why us? David reminds us in Psalm 46 that we can't know the moment, much less ourselves, apart from knowing the one who set all things in motion. And Psalm 46 tells us the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe. And our minds rush about today like we're mad looking for respite, looking for peace, looking for safety. Where is the safest place for me to understand the world when the world turns upside down and I lose my balance and my equilibrium and the constant roiling and churning of my heart and my soul and my very identity are making me literally, physically sick to my stomach. 24 hours of news got us on permanent and nauseating spin cycle. Crying danger everywhere and demands for us to choose a side. And we will tell you this day whom you should serve. Hop from channel to channel and page to page each day. And they'll lay out for you a pantheon of earthly little G-gods who want to distract and control and undermine our kingdom identity. And if you let it, be your master. Suspicion is bred where there is no cause. Anger is stirred where there is no offense. Hatred is stirred where there seems no remedy. How can I find myself in a refuge in something that's fixed and stable and true? We can't expect the world or our social media algorithms or cue or those from varying camps we would call radical, or if we call ourselves radicals ourselves, or Christian cults that focus only on one aspect of God's redemptive purpose. We can't expect these to be a strong and stable tower. They're not concerned with God's ultimate purpose. It's not their job. They're not concerned with how God is moving and advancing his kingdom. And so David reminds us to run into his strong tower, away from those who want to make money off your disquiet. Your peace and safety is not their purpose or their concern. Run to the place where we find our true selves. Remind ourselves what's true and ground ourselves in it. As my mama used to tell me before I left the house to wild out on a Friday night, don't just remember who you are, remember whose you are. And then go back out. And engage the world with that Psalm 46 perspective. David talks about the earth trembling, giving way, the mountains being moved into the heart of the sea, the waters roaring and foaming, the mountains trembling at his swelling. And we go to our 2020 bingo cards and we're like mm, hurricane check, earthquake check, tornado check, massive flood check, wildfires check, fire NATO. Who saw that coming? check. And here we are on pause to look at these things. What do, we, what do we have to say about the power that allows this kind of force and this trembling and shifting underneath of us? And what about the power that hems it in so it isn't a million times more unstable and hostile towards us? Us for whom it was all created. Because Psalm 46 says, God sends desolations on the earth. And we got to stop and think about why. These events make us feel so small. We pack up and protect the things that matter most to us and we try to outrun the wildfire of fear spreading in our hearts and we huddle in the basements of our souls and the tornadoes of emotion rush overhead with the power of the freight trains. And in these unprecedented times, God is declaring who he is and he's calling his people to remember who they are. And if we're paying attention, we open our eyes and we realize that the safest place when the world is falling apart is with the one who's holding it together. And in this place, in his capable hands, who've always fashioned for his set-apart people good and not harm, unprecedented times become extraordinary times, for he knows the plans he has for us. So who do we think we are? We become what we worship. There's not a single idol that this pandemic has not touched. The sometimes very good things on which we rely too much, our paychecks, our safety, our normal ways of gathering and doing things, the ability to even offer a hug or the proximity to each other or our government and social institutions start falling apart, even our own physical health, everything got touched. He's allowed you to see all of this, the foundations of the earth shifting under our feet to stop and ask, who do you think you are? Maybe we've tried to cram our whole identity into boxes too small to hold the whole of our being. Banners, flags, yard signs, red hats, raised fists, they all tell people who we support, but when they start telling us who we are, defining everything we are by just a single aspect of our being, they begin to behave like idols. They weren't meant to carry everything that you are. And you are. And you are. And so we announce our allegiances and our positions for the world to get it straight on first blush. So you know who's coming towards you. Don't get it twisted. And we collapse and we flatten the complexity of our humanity into a single graphic from all of the man-made social and political and cultural categories. We were made for more than this. That's who we are. America has been an idol for some of us. On the one hand, we're Too far captivated by her failures on the one side and on the other hand we're too far captivated by her successes. It's okay to be disappointed in the country God has assigned us for his purposes. It's okay to fight for her to do better and be more humane even while searching for the places where the better nature of humanity shone through her history despite her brokenness but even more than that. It's okay. want to be fundamentally affiliated and allied with the king of kings and lord of lords above and beyond anything that this world has to offer it's okay to want to be a different kind of people on this mountain a different kind of people a kingdom people who love others into a kingdom culture where your earthly people and tribes and tongues are seen by men on earth As much as they're seen in glory with the only one who can gather and harmonize all of them around his throne. But to do this and to be this at covenant, first of all, we have to know who we are and whose we are. Let God touch your idols. I don't know what they are, but he does. Let God touch the idols that say, my people, my God, my tribe, my tongue. Every day. It's like getting off crack, getting rid of your idols. We like the taste and high of ourselves so much. We have to continually ask one day at a time. I have some friends who've been treating this pandemic time around the world to ask ourselves where we've allowed ourselves to neglect and even despise the most basic teachings of the God we say we love. You will have no other gods before me. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Who do you say that He is? Who do you think you are? Can you learn from your knees? It's a simple and yet difficult act I like the sound of my own voice I like the look of my own face I confess it in Psalm 46 the psalmist draws the picture of a river whose streams make glad the city of God who are they who are these people populating the city of God. Who are they? Where are they going? I like to think of this as a healing river full of God's people moving through the stream of history past the times and incidences that are extraordinary. All the nations, tongues, and tribes whose creation, journey, and final destination is Christ. And they're carried throughout each of history's unprecedented times by the Holy Spirit in one continuous generational line, born of Christ's blood and not man's. One new people. And as they're going, they're reaching with outstretched fists and hands and arms onto history's banks and shores, helping others into the life-giving streams. An unprecedented time in history requires an unprecedented call. Who do I think I am? Where are the idols in my life that keep me from being who you've created to be? If every person on this mountain, ask that question. Do we dare to believe that God has the power to create a different kind of community than the others that we're bound to see in the polarizing months ahead? God delights in answering such a prayer every at any time we ask. Only kingdom prayer and idle destruction will eliminate the frustrations we feel as we grope our way forward into the future. The kingdom is the place where everybody gets decentered, whether they like it or not. I know that there are gathered with us today... Some of you don't know Jesus. It's all right. You may have been in a church all your life and call yourself Christian, but you still don't know this magnificent, strong tower who creates and controls history and wind and wave and universe and who will stand no rival, who restores broken and sinful women and men and restores them to the wholeness and glory of who we were truly made to be. That was me. I was the church organist and choir director with no idea who I was singing about. Don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. Yes, the conversation of the direction of our country in this moment is important. Yes, conversations about racial divisions and ethnic strife and historical abuses and inequities are important. Yes, the conversations about preserving life matter. Yes, the conversations about providing for the materially poor and struggling, especially under the pandemic are important. But for some of you, and you know who I'm talking to directly now, the pandemic pause has been about something deeper. No earthly political leader, no revolutionary, no theologian, not your mama, nor your daddy can carry the entirety of your soul into eternity. And you know it. God was working on you and in you before you got here today. And he's calling you to something deeper. He's calling you to the fullness of you. He's calling you to realign and declare your allegiance. He's calling you to come home. Home with him can't be purchased with money or action or acquired through activity. Only God can carry the whole weight of your entire identity. You want to be truly radicalized? You want the covenant community to be truly radical? pray. Confront your idols if you dare. Ask God which ones are yours and don't worry about your neighbors if you dare. Ask God to tear them down from the pedestal of your heart, your mind, and your soul if you dare. Get in the river and the stream of history if you dare. Come to the kingdom to which no one, not a single one of us is entitled but into which everyone is invited if you dare. I didn't give the message today. Some of you wanted me to give, that's okay. (laughs) I'd rather disappoint you than disappoint God. (laughs) Pray, come back and listen to the message again and it just might hit you different. This moment may be unprecedented in the world, but it's extraordinary among God's people. And I didn't want you to miss it. There's a cultural moment coming behind the cultural moment we're in right now. And I don't know what it's, com- what it's gonna be for God's kingdom-minded people, but I am persuaded that the only way forward for the kingdom-minded is by walking forward on your knees. Who? Do you think you are? Pray with me. Almighty God, creator of the universe in this extraordinary time, you have set apart just for us. We beg you on this day, on this spot, on this mountain, to help us sacrifice every idol and destroy every work of wickedness that hinders this beautiful covenant college from showing your glory. Make us a new people. Begin to show the people of God on this campus your sparks of renewal and fresh life. Remind them of their hope in you, God. Be the lifter of their hands. Keep the kingdom minded on this campus, full of your promise for your people. And may we know who we are and whose we are. You can have all this world but give us Jesus and make us different from today going forward because of it. In the matchless name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen.